Welcome to Church Ahead, the weekly Christian podcast talking about big questions facing the future of church with Rev L all the way from the north of England. Episode 41, Genes Down, is the second in our three-part series on evolution. And so genes here is nothing to do with denim trousers and everything to do with what you pass down to the next generation. Stiesel is my favourite television series by a mile. What's this three-series Netflix series about? A 60-something old man with a long beard and a big wide hat and his wider family. He's an Orthodox Jew living in one of the hardcore ultra-Orthodox quarters of Jerusalem. So what happens? What's the plot? (laughs) Nothing very much. It's just the day-to-day ups and downs of family life, trying to help along an engagement for his youngest son, getting into trouble as a teacher for losing his temper with the children in his class, mourning the loss of his wife, dating again in his 60s, helping his mother through dementia. So why do I like it so much? Because I envy a man who is surrounded by his children and grandchildren who all live within walking distance And what else? Who also share his faith. They're all religious Jews. If evolution is about passing on your genes, Stiesel has done very well biologically and spiritually. His beliefs and practices have not only gone down the line, but thanks to large families, they've multiplied. But the question we're looking at today is how successful have my generation of Christian parents been in bringing the next generation of church into this world? I want to tell you about my friends and peers and how we've got on in passing our faith down to our children in this country. Most of my long-term Christian friends, like me, are parents. And like me, most of them have now come through the period of hands-on parenting where your children are your biggest responsibility. I'm of an age now where most of my same age friends have children who are themselves young adults. They no longer live at home. They're making their own way in the world. So I want to look back on the way my cohort of Christian parents have brought up our children and then consider the results. Of course, not all my peers are parents and not all of them are Christians, but most of them are. And I'm conscious of being part of a generation with some things in common. A sociologist will probably give us a group name based on some sort of consumer product. Can you think of a snappy group name for Christian parents who were active in university Christian unions in the 1980s and 1990s? Yummy mummy delicious daddies in university post-parent dear. So I can't really offer you much of a group name. But I am conscious of having carried out my parenting as part of a group. And when I stand back and look at this group, I think we've been above average parents. We've all married first and given our children stable homes. We've all stuck with the same spouse for a long time. Most of the children have grown up in homes with both parents around. And where there was only one, it was more likely because of death than divorce. At least one parent has spent periods doing less than full-time paid work to focus on the children. And at least one parent has earned a good income 
giving them financial stability. We all love our children and care about them. We've put a lot of work into the parenting process. By and large, we have not been parenting slackers. What about our aspirations for our children? When we cradled that little baby, what were our dreams? What do we hope for? What do we look forward to? I think our group would have a range of hopes and expectations. We'd want them to be healthy and happy, to do well at school, as most of us did. I suppose we will have thought it quite likely that they would go to university and end up in good jobs, as indeed most of them have. Many aspirations we would think but not feel able to say. I have to be careful here because some of these children listen to this podcast and we wouldn't necessarily say this to the children but we would hope that they would marry and give us grandchildren one day and yes most of us would hope that they would grow up Christian and remain actively committed Christians throughout their lives maybe we would be happier putting it in terms like I hope they have a good relationship with God of their own rather than church terms but yes we would quite like them to go to church beyond the age when we take them or make them. So what have my generation of Christian parents done to give their offspring a fair spiritual wind? When I look back, quite a lot. Most of us have taken them to church since they were babies. Church was a habit for us, even when it was hard work just getting them there. We've given them godparents, who've taken an interest in them and remembered their birthdays and said a few encouraging things about God from time to time. We haven't just taken them to any old-fashioned, child-unfriendly, shush-shush church. We've chosen our church carefully, with the children's needs in mind. At home, we've said grace round the meal table and read them bedtime stories, of course because we're good parents, but also Bible stories too, because we're good Christian parents. In school holidays, they've been not just to any old childcare, but Christian holiday clubs, and we've paid for Christian camps and house parties and ventures. And all this steering of our little blighters towards Christian faith has been balanced with lashings of liberal-minded tolerance. We've not told them that either they've got to believe the Christian religion or they're going to go to hell. We've not been like the Plymouth Brethren who've made family membership conditional on religious compliance. None of my lot have ever done anything as crass as that. We love our children. Come into our homes and you would feel it. There may have been a few bribes around church attendance here and there, but by and large we have not forced our faith on them. Thinking of the parable of the sower, where Jesus talks about the different types of soil the word of God lands on. I think we've carefully cultivated the soil our children grow up on to make sure it's as fertile as possible for faith. So how successful have we been in passing on our faith to our children? My honest observation is that in general it's not gone that well for us as a generation. Quite a bit of the seed has fallen on hard ground. My sense of the children we've produced is that a smallish number have embraced the faith for themselves and a smallish number 
are repelled by it. But the big numbers in the middle see it as their parents' eccentricity. Harmless enough, but not really for me, thank you. Amongst the tribe of my friends, I would be surprised if more than half would care to identify themselves as Christians. Now, I can't help noticing that the other cultural memes in our homes have been passed down the line more successfully. So, for instance, in this group, all the parents did well educationally, and what a surprise, so do the children. Parents who climb mountains have children who are into the outdoors. Parents who bake spawn children who are handy with a cake mix. And it probably goes without saying that my lovely friends have produced lovely children. I like the parents and I like the children. Of course, I might be calling this all too soon. Some of these 20-something spiritual lukewarms will reconnect with church when they themselves have children. But compare them with their parents at this same age and they are much further from Christian faith. The parents were much more enthusiastic Christians at this age and at this stage. I think the clergy I know have a slightly better batting average. Their rate of producing not just Christians but Christian leaders is a bit higher. I also have to acknowledge that the reproduction rate amongst more conservative Christians seems to be higher. I started today in the Jewish community and they had the same issue whereby the more liberal-minded Jews are failing to reproduce the faith whilst the Orthodox Jews are increasing with each generation. Muslims are also doing pretty well in the UK. They have a lot of children and many of them keep the faith. They're growing numerically. I heard a Muslim on BBC Radio 4 Beyond Belief 30th of January 2023 claim this. If you have two Christian parents in the UK, you're 47% likely to call yourself a Christian as an adult. For Muslims, that figure is 93%. Now, I don't know the source of this research, but it sounds about right to me. So, the solution is simple. We all become fundamentalists. I hope not, but it does make you think. Perhaps there is something about this century that favours full-blooded religion. Perhaps light-touch liberal religion fades away like the snow in spring, while the stronger stuff bunches up in clear-cut communities of the like-minded. The UK 2021 census is quite revealing on the subject of religion and age. If you're looking for Christians, your best bet to find them is to sit down with a group of 89-year-olds who are 80% likely to identify as Christian. And if you're looking for those who tick the box for no religion on the census, your best chance to find them is among 27-year-olds, people not very different in age from the children of the group of parents I've been talking about today. Christians are ageing rapidly in this country, and part of this is that not even the best and nicest Christian parents have much success in passing church on to their children. Imagine Victorian British Christians tuning into this conversation. They would take it for granted that their own children would be Christians. 
The point up for discussion would be how many children without Christian parents you would see to faith in this country and around the globe. But it does look as though we're not only failing to convert the masses, we aren't really holding our own children for the faith. I love watching Stiesel and his antics, but not many of my friends can match his genetic success. Thank you for listening to episode 41. Next week we're going to finish this series on evolution by asking how fit is Christianity? Christianity.